dementia researcher with a blog and a rating. How the COVID-19 lockdown impacted people with dementia and their carers. The UK went into its third two-month-long lockdown on January 4th, 2021. Unlike the first lockdown, this time people aren't excited about working from home or interested in cultivating new hobbies to fill the spare time that the lack of travelling has afforded them. Instead, from their experience of the previous two lockdowns, they're concerned about the effect prolonged social isolation will have on their physical and mental health. Vulnerable populations such as people with dementia, especially those living in care home facilities, are at a particularly higher risk. See, 86% of individuals living in care homes have dementia. During the first lockdown, these care homes enforced strict social distancing measures to curb the spread of infection. These new rules raised barriers for individuals in seeking specialized healthcare and therapies. It also made it harder for carers to obtain support for caring. Despite the rigorous measures, care homes saw especially high rates of both COVID cases and deaths during the earlier stages of the pandemic. In fact, 49.5% of these deaths were deaths of people with dementia. At this stage, it is important to remember that dementia is an umbrella term for several neurodegenerative conditions caused by varying pathologies, that is, the cellular and chemical changes that can contribute to brain changes in neurodegenerative conditions. Due to this, some dementias are more prevalent than others. Expectedly, their differing pathology result in lesser-known symptoms and may manifest in age groups that do not typically befit the societal perceptions of dementia. As a result, people with rarer dementias and their carers might face slightly different challenges. In a preprint published on MedArchives on December 20, 2020, Ida Suarez-Gonzalez and Emma Harding of Dementia Research Center UCL explored the impact of the first lockdown on people with low-prevalence dementia and their carers. Through the Rare Dementia Support Organization, they reached out to people with low-prevalence dementias, including primary progressive aphasia or PPE, characterized by a progressive deterioration of language and communication in the early stages, people with posterior cortical atrophy or PCA, which is characterized by a progressive deterioration of the visual processing system, causing difficulties in reading, spatial navigation, locating and reaching for objects, and people with dementia with Lewy bodies or DLB, which is characterized by Parkinsonism and visual hallucinations. They also contacted people with familial forms of the more common Alzheimer's disease, which is often characterized by progressive memory decline, and people with behavioral frontotemporal dementia or BVFTD, which is characterized by changes in judgment, social behavior, and impulsivity. In the familial form of Alzheimer's disease and behavioral frontotemporal dementia, individuals have 50% chance of inheriting the genetic mutation from their parents. Individuals carrying these mutations can display Alzheimer's disease and behavioral frontotemporal dementia symptoms in their early 40s and 50s. The uncommon nature of these dementias often require more specialized care and resources. Subsequently, the lack of such resources can result in different challenges. In their study, 
Suarez Gonzalez and Harding administered an online survey of 11 questions, eight yes or no questions and three open-ended questions to gain insight into how the first lockdown affected people with dementia in terms of their cognitive symptoms, psychological well-being, ability to do things, ability to connect with people, changes in their general health and medication. The survey also included questions to understand how the health of carers was impacted to glean more information regarding the support they received in caring and in helpful strategies they developed during the lockdown. The survey was administered to people with dementia, carers of people with dementia in the community living together, carers of people with dementia in the community not living together, and to carers of people with dementia living in care homes. 208 individuals, that is 184 carers and 24 people with dementia, responded to the survey. 70% of all carers reported that individuals they were caring for showed a decline in cognitive symptoms and reduced ability to connect with people. The social distancing rules put in place during the first lockdown and the resulting social isolation upset the daily routines of people with dementia and worsened behavioral and psychological symptoms such as apathy, depression, agitation, and anxiety. Consequently, medication changes, most frequently in increased dosage, were reported in 26% of the cases. Medication increases were mostly reported for antidepressants, antipsychotics, painkillers, benzodiazepines, and painkillers. Although less frequently, an increase of other medications such as blood thinners, uh, anticholinesterous inhibitors, and beta blockers were also reported. Of the people with dementia who answered the survey, 74% of them reported increased difficulties in connecting with people due to social isolation, and 50% of them reported that the lockdown negatively impacted their support and well-being. Almost all carers of people living in care homes, regardless of the type of dementia, reported an increase in stress levels due to the lockdown. More notably, these carers reported difficulties in providing care in the current circumstances. These carers also reported a higher percentage, that is 75% of worsening of cognitive symptoms. In comparison, carers of people with dementia in the community not living together and carers of people with dementia in the community living together reported low percentages of cognitive decline, that is 63% and 70% respectively. The authors proffered three possible explanations for these differences. They suggest that cognitive decline in people with dementia living away from carers may have been accelerated as they received less care and support. Furthermore, carers who did not see their relatives regularly may have experienced higher levels of anxiety, causing them to subjectively perceive higher levels of decline. On the other hand, Carers living with their relatives may be unable to notice subtle everyday changes that may have been more obvious otherwise, causing them to under-report changes. The authors caution that these results may have been influenced by several limitations, including a lack of demographic information, imbalanced representativeness of overburdened and underburdened participants, 
inability to access technology and insufficient support systems for participants. Despite its limitations, the findings of this study highlight the importance of making social and cognitive stimulation and specialized therapeutic support more accessible during subsequent lockdowns, providing adequate support to vulnerable populations such as people with dementia is imperative for their mental and physical well-being, independent of COVID-19. Thank you for listening. Join the Dementia Research bloggers and share your own views.